Welcome to the Zanzizi Podcast. Zanzizi Zambibi. Welcome to the Zanzizi Podcast. I am Red Dead 2023, gathered in the... Oh my God, guys. I got the baseball bros back together. We're in Marty's basement, and we're going to talk <laughs> Grand Rapids history. Hi, Marty. Hi, Larry. Hi. Oh. I, it was, the music is throwing me right off. I had to, I'm trying to eliminate a hum here, so I'm trying to. You could just eliminate the hum. You don't have to play music. <laughs> well, the wonder and awe I feel <laughs> when listening to said classical tunes and seeing Larry in front of me again. It's been too long. <laughs> it has. I never see you anymore. Uh, how's everything going, fellas? Catch everyone up. I... You dragged me out of podcast retirement for, <laughs> for this? this? <laughs> wow. Ouch. Get out of my basement. Listen, I, I'm sorry. You've been busy as, as I Someone's going to get killed in a mob movie with this music. You're right. It's, like it's the pretty crescendo. dramatic. Yeah. I mean, at least you did it with the music, but the energy could be a little bit better, you know? <laughs> Look, I'm excited to have my friends back. Clearly. <laughs> I'm, they've been well. What, have you guys been up to anything? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay, good to good to go. I did some dude's podcast a few weeks ago. I don't remember who it was though. Really? Yeah. We talked remember? about McDonald's or something. That's true. I don't know. I was like half in. And then he begged you at the was, end. He said so, something about filleting you. Not, to get you to come back on because you're so funny. Maybe. I don't know. I wasn't paying any attention. Ah, Larry Gaga. I've been sitting by the phone for five years. <laughs> five years. I knew it. Looking at the phone, waiting for an invitation to get on one of your ding-dang podcasts. And here I am, <sighs> arisen from the podcast grave. Graves. It's right next to come back to wreak my podcast vengeance upon thee. I see. This music's really That's selling what I'm it trying, too, I'm man. trying it's to really like, selling it. Fit the music here. <laughs> anyway, look, we're talking about Grand Rapids today. Do you guys have anything to Local. say about, about Grand Rapids? You that... mean Bland Crapids? <laughs> <laughs> and we don't even—is it Grand Rapids? We're talking about Grand Rapids, Minnesota, I assume, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, I've never been. Well, I mean, there's Grand Raggedy. That's another term that people like That's to throw. That's a really out. dumb one. Yeah, I've I, never been a fan of Grand Raggedy. That really, it's really? a reach. Yeah, just like that sound, <laughs> it was a reach. Boy, I look. I hate to critique someone else's soundboard work, but <laughs> I'm I look. I introduced that I have a Batman '89 soundboard. <laughs> That's it. It's only clips from that. Back I when I was podcasting, we had an actual live drum set for those rim shots. That's true. We <laughs> put Engineer Denny to we work. Did. Yeah. We had him on retainer. He actually twisted an ankle one day, which doesn't really make sense because he was just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Something I about think... a monkey. and <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know either. I, I I think it was a workman's comp. I think it was a fakery type thing. Mm-hmm. He needed some mm-hmm. time off. He just he just wants to sit at home. Fell off of his chair, yep. eating his dinty more Denny stews, smoking his herbs. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I had no idea there is literally a podcast called Grand Rapids Local History Podcast. I didn't either. Well, then why are we doing this? Yeah, <laughs> just go there. Are we gonna get sued? Am I, I in mean, legal we're... trouble, Ryan? For, opens up the pockets. There's these people who do what we're doing, but just that much better. Look, so, anyways, they I didn't know until we did this episode. Not actually, we're doing it now. I started doing it, <laughs> planning it, and decided to do a, a more condensed version. If you want a more elaborate version that actually breaks down different facets, <laughs> you're really there's a there's a guy named Matthew Ellis who hosts it. He wrote a book called Hidden History of Grand Rapids. I bought it. It's on. It's on my Amazon coming in soon orders. So Word that in time. <laughs> you didn't Look, go to Schuler Books or Books and Keep It Local, brother. Well, yeah. I, I, I live in... It's I, weird ordering something off of Amazon to do with Grand Rapids. You're right. When you could just drive a fuck couple blocks. <laughs> okay, so don't do like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm, I'm just... I'm not even trying to like get out of you i'm just like it's just a weird like man we have libraries but i guess yeah people have done a lot worse on amazon so who am i to say i had little time i was carting kids around i wanted to make sure i supported the person who's did the research and Mm. so it's very nice of you (laughs) bezos thanks you thank you matthew ellis don't sue us no no but check out his podcast and read the book um so I'll just say, Grand Rapids, to me, is a truly interesting city I love. I mean, I guess okay. in a way I grew up here. There, I was kind of back and forth. We're all from southwest Michigan. Were you guys primarily, were you born in the city or born yeah. on the outskirts? Yeah, I was born here and grew up in Wyoming, which is basically like the inner ring of suburbs. Right. So I grew up pretty, a Grand Rapids kid, I would say. What about you, Larry? Yeah, I was born here and lived in Grand Rapids until I was 13, and then I moved to Coopersville, which is like the smell between Grand Rapids and Muskegon. <laughs> if you're drunk driving between Grand Rapids and Muskegon, that's where you stop to take a leave, yep. basically, is yep. Coopersville. Yep. Yeah. They have a rest area, I think, just for drunk driving from Muskegon yep. to Grand Rapids. To give you an idea of what kind of place Coopersville is, in the winter, we slide on the dump. No joke. <laughs> because the heat of the trash turns the snow into ice, so it makes it a That's really great. fun time. And the car hoods are already there. You just grab one <laughs> yeah, and yeah. jump down the hill. Trash you don't even hoods. have to carry one back up. They're all the Deer top. carcass. Uh, well, so okay, so you, we grew up here, so we all remember kind of things that have gone and went, and this is kind of sad because we're 2023, 20, but we were babies in, like, say, the 80s. Mm-hmm. Studio 28. Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember Splash mm-hmm. Water Park? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Got Hills lot. Department Store. Yeah. I remember one day, Stuckities. like, okay, and I don't mean to get a, get ahead of ourselves here, but we, when I was like, oh, God, it must have been like eight or nine, maybe, maybe younger, right around there, though. Like, my parents were just like, guess what, kids? We're going away for the night. And so we stayed overnight at a hotel and went to Splash. Which is just the most bizarre, because it was like three miles away. 
Yeah. Like we, we left our house and went and stayed at a hotel. I mean, it was awesome. We went to, uh. I mean, I wonder if they rented our house out for like some weird snuff film or something. Just because, I don't know. Now that I think of it now, back then it was like three miles away when you're that young. Feels like you're going for like a weekend trip in its own. So, right. But thinking back, I'm just like, what the hell? Like, that's really weird. Well, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like during that era, like, but there was also an arcade by me, but I couldn't, I tried really hard to find the name of it. It was in Jenison, but I remember one day my dad gave me $5 and I seriously didn't blow them all right away. Like, I had $5. It was like, to this day, like, Still has four dollars and seventy five cents of it left. <laughs> Where was it? It was it was outside of the Meyer. Okay, there was like the strip mall area. Yeah, yeah. But there was it was brand new, and I remember it's the first time I ever saw like a virtual reality like pop up game. Yeah, where like you could wasn't that Time Chasers or something, something like that? Something like that. Yeah, it had like and it was it was really stupid. It was just like basically oh, yeah. like a video projected onto like a hologram. Yeah. table it, so it looked like mm. there were like these 80s people walking around like on top of a table but it was really dumbly made <laughs> it, yeah I, I remember distinctly that was the first time also i played x-men all the way to like completion okay which was that a euphemism odd. for something Again, or? still i had like like larry was hinting at i had about three dollars still left yep and it was all sticky yeah <laughs> Hey, those those the helicopter kick it really gets you going when Chun Li does the. Air. Wow, this is going to be a very niche podcast. <laughs> mm, True, boy. Anyway, Still so going for that. <laughs> so Louis Campa, yes. Should, should we just get into it, my man? Yeah, Grandpa Campa, <laughs> or as I call him, Grandpa's Campers. <laughs> He has many names. I'm guess we're gonna learn. Anyway, 1826. He was here, but I wanna. I do want to go back a little bit in the way way back machine. I thought some that's of the, what we were. Well, even before. Oh that. wow! Mm. So way back. Obviously, most people are gonna know Grand Rapids because of former President Gerald R. Ford, who passed. Um, Vented the car. Took over after Nixon. Tricky <laughs> Dick. Uh, two ships were actually named after. Grand Rapids. They were both called the USS Grand Rapids. Oh. One would would have been World War Two era, and it was like a smaller ship. It wasn't like a cruiser or ca- carrier or anything. And they're like both huge, named huge. for Grand Rapids, Michigan? Yep. Interesting. Mm. Yep. And I think there were one was docked in Washington. Anyways, they were used for training. Neither saw war. Sure. One would always show up late, started talking about Pulaski days, driving in circles. <laughs> yep. But um <laughs> that was the West Side one. Uh, yeah. So... How do you zipper merge? (laughs) So the initial, um... I mean, you guys know about women's suffragettes, stuff like that. Like... Love it. They were called Mother's Club. Is it just one woman? Yes, just one. Real angry, giant, uh... What what is the, uh, Japanese... What are they called? Gundam-style Susan B. Anthony just marching through with a flag. (laughs) No, they were called Mother's Clubs, actually, in the 19th century. It was kind of like, oh, mother, she's got her club. She's off to hang out. It means something different now. you got to pay five bucks a month to see a mother's club these days. It's true. Uh, but anyway, obviously, Floyd Mayweather is from here. There's a whole list, and in the second segment, we'll, we'll dive into that. But 
um, musicians, politicians, artists, pretty much your whole variety of people have come from this city. It's the second biggest city in Michigan, so you would think that maybe there would be a little bit more about Grand Rapids, but obviously, I don't know about you guys, but I don't see a lot of mention, and it, it's weird. When I was Grand in, Rapids is like the Gen X city of Michigan. Yeah. Everybody forgets it. Kind of. Yeah. Well, there isn't, I don't know, like there isn't a big, and maybe it's just because we live here. I mean, it's it's here and there. But I don't know. How often do you hear about like Omaha, Nebraska or something? We're just kind of like a nondescript Midwestern town. It definitely has that same like or Cedar Rapids yeah, or whatever. Rockford, like, Illinois. Like, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. When you hear the Grand Rapids in the news, you're like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> can't be good. Do? I mean, do we even know what the second biggest city in Illinois is or Minnesota? Like, <laughs> so. And I mean, we've been driving to Chicago our whole life. Right. I, I, as soon as you said that, yeah. I'm like, Illinois. Yeah. Springfield. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Minnesota would be St. Paul. I'm guessing. But that's no. I. I put those together. It's okay. Minneapolis dash St. Paul. Oh, okay. So yeah. Um, I was trying to cheat there. <laughs> <laughs> I caught you. I'm, I'm on to your shenanigans. We also have pyramid schemes. Shout out to Amway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and the pyramid and the, scheme. And the venue. And the Great bar. Yep. Uh, but to begin... <laughs> we this, have the DeVosses. We have that to offer you. Betsy. Yeah. Anyway, so going back like 2,000 years, but actually over 2,000 years, if you really want to know the origins of this place... Uh, Jeremiah C. Grand Rapids <laughs> floated in on a boat from... He was Canada. suffering from elephantitis <laughs> after having sex with a horse. I missed that Michigan turn up there on the Mississippi River. <laughs> I'm in this crap hole. <laughs> so, so there's this, these these people. It can't called... get any worse. <laughs> I missed you guys like this. Uh, so hope well. Indians occupied the Grand River Valley. They re- later rebranded to the Corwell Indians. Sorry, that was a deep cut. <laughs> There's one guy slapping his knee. <laughs> that Marty! I'll listen again. Five stars! can edit that out. That no, was... no, I love it. <laughs> I'm rusty. So the Hopewell tradition, also called the Hopewell culture and Hopewellian exchange, describes a network of pre-contact Native American cultures that flourished in settlements along rivers in the northeastern and midwestern Eastern woodlands from 100 BCE to 500 CE in the middle woodland period. They were known for their large burial mounds. So it's kind of like this is a period of like basic, basically, it's a transitional period where they're gaining knowledge as mm-hmm. a group, uh, growing in ag- agriculture, tools. Like they're getting like basic, burying lots of dead people. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck that hammer didn't work. <laughs> I thought it we was got supposed- another one for the pile. I thought it was going to cure headaches, and now <laughs> little bear is no. dead bear. <laughs> so, um, so this is this is an interesting time, a developing period. I like how the music got sad. <laughs> <laughs> Very somber. <laughs> Someone say a few words about Little Duck. The rapid decline of the Hopewell culture about 1,500 year go- years ago might be explained by falling debris from a near-Earth comet that created a devastating explosion over North America. What? Yeah. So post-dinosaur 
apocalypse Indian style, apocalypto, if you will. Good movie, bad director. I won't, but thank you. <laughs> so it laid waste to forest and Native American villagers alike. That's where that mound came from. But we found the mounds. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fast forward the tape a bit, you get to the Ottawa Indians, which I'm pretty sure if you've gone to the Grand Rapids Public Museum once or twice, you've seen the exhibits. Mm-hmm. They named a whole county after them. They have a few of them in a cage, a zoo. <laughs> they just turn. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. But yeah. Don't. <laughs> I was already riding up on the line. <laughs> So after migrating from the East Coast in ancient times, the Ottawa Indians, they settled on Manitoulin Island near the northern shores of Lake Huron and the Bruce Peninsula in the present-day province of Ontario, Canada. They considered this their original homeland. After the 17th century, they also settled along the Ottawa River in the present-day states of Michigan and Wisconsin, as well as through the Midwest south of the Great Lakes in what became the U. United States. In the 21st century, century, there are approximately 15,000 Ottawa living in Ontario, Michigan, and Oklahoma. For some reason, they just decided to go to Oklahoma. Some of them went to like Oklahoma. Mormons or something. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling, especially given you know some of the history of the first colonial settlers and the way things happen and roll out as we go on, there was quite a bit of friction there as far as where they were going to eventually land. Yeah, and And even on that point, like, as far as history of Native Americans, we kind of know it through the lens of a dumb European, you know, I don't don't know how well the history of theirs has been documented by them. You know, I mean, like, how good of record keepers were they? And then translated through our early knowledge of the Native Americans. Like, I I don't think we'll ever really know. Hmm. And that's always the tricky part when it comes to this stuff and even doing the research on it. It's like, yeah, sure. But I think anytime you're looking at history, especially that, you kind of have to have in the back of your head, like, yeah, this might not be as accurate. This, like... For sure. (laughs) That's why we're always finding... Like, oh, this, like, Hobbit people lived between... You know, Neanderthals and regular people. We didn't know. Now we do. Cool. Oh, boy. But we found a new turtle. <laughs> Yay, science. We're gonna... It's always right until it's wrong. <laughs> right. Anyway, so the Ottawa dialect is part of the Algonquin language family. This large family has numerous smaller tribal groups or bands commonly called a tribe in the U.S. and First Nation in Canada. About 300 years ago, the Ottawa Indians moved into the area and lived in several villages along the Grand River, which is kind of the first thing you think of when you think of Grand Rapids, Mm -hmm. is the big river that runs through it. Um, When the British and French arrived, the Ottawa traded for pelts for European metal and textile goods, and that leads to Campaw here, who was one of those French fur traders. I smell pelts and turquoise. Exactly. I mean, it was like we took the raw audio mm-hmm. from the time. <laughs> so the French trader Louis Campa established a trading post here in 1826. When you're driving down the highway, you can see a nice oh, yeah. little the mural, mural. Mm-hmm. to yeah. the left side of 196. Which used to be, like, those houses up on top of that mural used to be, like, where, like, gutter punks lived, basically. Like, it was, like, Skid Row up there. Now yeah. it's, like, multi-million dollar... Oh, townhouses how things have and changed. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
again, I love this city. I I really do. And in doing the research on this, there's definitely like a gray area on certain things, but there's cert even with with you know the lens of time and looking back, some of these people did some great things. And I'm that's what I'm excited to tell you guys about is that there some really good people who started this area and, and some early fighters for women's rights, some people championing for for women in general and also the basic like tenacity of the country. I mean, even in the Civil War, Michigan was a presence. Like even though we're so far north, you'd imagine yeah. we were just sitting here fucking ice fishing. Well but they we were, were like major there. forts in like Detroit yeah. too, especially. Yeah. yeah. Mackinac. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Very true. So, Louis, there's yes. two two characters here that we're going to kind of break down. There's also a Baptist minister who was here, too, named Isaac McCoy. Mm-mm. He arrived in 1825, beat him by a year. Campa uh, became the most important settler in 1831. He did this when he bought what is now the entire downtown business di- district of Grand Rapids. He bought it from the federal government for... Ninety dollars. What? Although yeah. back then ninety dollars was like three hundred and fifty million dollars. Like, so it's like, it made a it made a little yeah. colonial boy faint just seeing him walking down the street with it. Um which is ten trillion dollars today. I don't know. Who did the federal government the federal buy Reserve. it from? Um well, we'll God. get we'll get into the, yeah okay. God, but basically when they were settling, they're like, yes, the land that way. We're the government. We're the U.S. We own this whole country now. Yeah. You buy it from us. Give us your money. Sure. So, um, so, so we'll break down Camp off first. He was born August eleventh, seventeen ninety one. Holy shit! That's my birthday. I know. Wow. Not that year, oh, but oh, that date. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> God damn! No wonder your back hurts. And also Hulk Hogan. Ah, really? yeah. <clears throat> brother. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. So, uh, he lived until 1871. So, quick math. That's 80, 90, 80. Wait, 80. what was the year he was born? Actually, 79. Uh, 79. He was born. He was born. He was born August 11th, 1791. 1791. Okay. And he died April 13th, 1871. So, 79. Um, he was an important figure in the early settlement of Saginaw and Grand Rapids, two important Michigan cities in which he had established trading posts. Campaw was also involved in negotiations between the local Native Americans and the federal government, including the Treaty of Detroit signed in 1855 by local chief Cobb Musa. I like that name. I did a quick inflation calculator thing. $90 in what, 1926? 1826. 1826? $2,414. It's not too bad. Bought the whole... That's... Yeah. Good job, Campo. That's a a deal. That's a steal. I mean... Yeah, totally. So Campo was born in 1791 in Detroit, Michigan. He was a member of the prominent Campo family who were of French heritage. Which, I mean, yeah, I I figured that. With the name, uh, he began working the fur trade as a boy for his father, Louis Campaw Sr., and his uncle Joseph Campaw. During the War of 1812, he served under the U.S. Army. His wife was Sophie Marsac, also born in Detroit. Sophie was the daughter of Rene Marsac, an early and notable family from New France, 
which is much better than old France. The Sophie de Massac Campau Grand Rapids chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution was created in her memory, and in so doing, perpetuated, perpetuated <laughs> the name of a woman of rare grace and character who was held in high esteem by the early pioneers. So a lot of these people worked with the Indians. I don't know how good, but I'm going to say... Yeah, I'm sure there are some... There were some butting heads. Yeah. Some exploitation going on. The Baptist minister, Isaac McCoy, also here, one of the early settlers, born June 13th, 1784, died June 21st, 1846. He was a Baptist missionary among the Native Americans in what is now Indiana, Michigan, Missouri, and Kansas. He was an advocate of Indian removal from the eastern U.S. Oh, okay. One of those guys. It's the Christian thing to do. Proposing an Indian state in what is now Kansas, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. He also played an instrumental role in the founding of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Kansas City, Missouri. In December of 1822, McCoy left Fort Wayne and moved his family and 18 Indian students to a site on the St. Joseph River near the present-day city of Niles in southwest Michigan. He opened a mission to the Potawatomi, the Cary Mission, as it came to be known, was 100 miles from the nearest white settlement. I hate this guy. Yeah. The Potawatomi gave McCoy a relatively warm welcome and helped feed his large family and Indian students through their early seasons in the territory. Until he removed them and made them live in Kansas. McCoy enjoyed more success here than in his earlier worse endeavors. His, yeah, pretty much. His school expanded to have 76 Indian children, four Indian employees, five missionaries, six white children, and a millwright. In 1826, McCoy led his family, and another moved deeper into the frontier where he established the Thomas Mission to the Ottawa people. At what was later to become Grand Rapids, Michigan, McCoy and his missionaries were the first European-American settlers in Niles and Grand Rapids. So I'm assuming the French trapper guy is walking by and he just sees these Indians and this guy who's like a Baptist missionary all dolled up and goes, uh, le bleu, we have to figure this out. And the Indians are like, Follow the river, you know, whatever. Do mm-hmm. this is how we roll. You know what was really crazy to read about too was before we had any bridges or like any of the launches or canals built in. Yeah. How things would basically just move on the river literally right up to the businesses. Oh yeah. They set up the that's why we were so big with furniture, is because they would they would basically clear cut the north woods and send them down the Grand River. Right. And there, yeah, I remember because I've done dives into history and stuff too. And there was like a great log jam of like 1899 or something. And they have like pictures. It's, it's, it's just hilarious. But that's what they, they would cut down these giant trees. I mean, this is before like semi trucks and shit, obviously. So they would just send it floating on down the river. And it was, yeah, it, that's the other thing. It was just insane to see. Like I saw some images of the those shoots that they'd have. Yeah. They'd literally just chop, chop the tree down and it would go down like. Yay, splash water park right into the <laughs> yeah, river man. and then just float to where it needed to go. That's why every year, you know, we, we always get on some inner tubes and grab some coolers of beer which, and do a, uh, you know. Which which this state we relive for. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, definitely. we when it comes to nature, I mean, it's no wonder that some of these people thought this was the promised land. Yeah. Um, I mean, there isn't a lot of nature that will kill you here either, which is kind of nice. 
Well, and also, did you know that the colonial settlements actually made more money for England than any other country did ever, basically? Oh, yeah. Because of how f- we had four seasons and we could basically grow thing, things constantly. And, yeah. And for the most part, we were getting along with the natives. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, Ish. everything north, Ish. like, you know, there, there was like early food preservation so we could harvest things and then keep it because we had such cold winters that we could keep things in water to preserve it or things like that where they couldn't do in like the hotter south the humidity and the heat and all that grossness so i mean it's just like um yeah you know like it, all right, cut that well, part out. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I, I said a brain fart. Dude, I get it. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, too, like, in the South, I would, I this is so off course, but, like, I had just read something that a lot of the slaves during that time, because you mentioned the heat, mm-hmm. um, they when they would do their runaways to try to get up north, a lot of them got attacked by alligators. Like, it was a big issue in the South-South. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's part of why like some I of said, the white like, people, when they were like, well, we could always pick the cotton, and then they were like, oh, shit. Like, three slaves got eaten by alligators or, you know, yeah. which is just, like, crazy to think about. But, yeah, don't – just just leave yeah. them alone. We don't have to worry about alligators or, like, rattlesnakes no. or scorpions. What is the worst wild animal we, you could – Bear. 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 Yeah. But we don't even have grizzlies. Like we have, no. like we don't have dangerous bears. We have black bears, which are pretty docile yeah. creatures. I mean, I wouldn't want to like. My, now that weed's my, legal, there's meet doing one in a dark alley. But every day. my aunt had one in her hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, whoever they had a bear in their hot tub bear, every now and then. <laughs> that you know bear that mean? got hit on the highway like three, four years ago was what? it? Two, three years ago, that bear was in her hot tub. <laughs> Before or after it got hit on the uh, before, head. okay, before. maybe I had like a well, sore uh, butt or something. I was like, man, this feels nice. <laughs> the bear therapy. Thanks, lady. Yeah. I'll be out of your hair soon. <laughs> I got a loose disc. Don't mind me. Sorry. I take your soundboard and then mm. I, I piggyback on your voices. It's just like old days, Larry. Oh man. <laughs> but uh, hey. I like I said, it's only a Batman '89 sound soundboard, mm-hmm. so and I can only play it on my phone, which is probably maybe that's what's making it hum. But we can't hear it right now while we're editing. Hi Ryan, thanks for editing. Anyways, never thanked Larry for editing. Think <laughs> I did. I know I'm busting your and balls. I love you to death. <laughs> so and 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 by the way, just some trivia. Marty actually introduced me to Larry. If you don't know. Mm-hmm. Some Grand Rapids history yeah. for you. There you go. Do you remember what our first discussion was about? Fleshlights. Mm-hmm. Never forget. Wow. So, in 1826... I let him borrow mine. <laughs> I was like, God damn, Larry, has a bear been fucking... <laughs> I was like, dude, you can use it. There's still lube in there. I gave it back, and it was smoking. <laughs> Here you go. Thanks. Had this all, all your hair was stripped <laughs> off your head. It melted. What the hell? <laughs> now I gotta explain it's... this to my wife. <laughs> Larry, you were wrong. It wasn't dishwasher safe. <laughs> oh. uh, so in 1826, McCoy, like I said, led his family in another move deeper in the frontier where he established the Thomas Mission to the Ottawa people. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. 
at what was later to become Grand Rapids, Michigan, McCoyne's missionaries were the first European-American settlers in Niles and Grand Rapids. Du, 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 du. 1826, Campaw built his cabin trading post and blacksmith shop. This is a jack-of-all-trades on the east bank of the Grand River near the Rapids, where he found that the area Native Americans were, quote, friendly and peace- peaceable. Can- Campa traveled to Detroit and returned a year later with his wife and 5,000 of trade goods to trade with the Ottawa for <clears> fur. I think you're going to say kids with his 5,000 <laughs> kids. Jeez. I mean, I need He to- is French. Wow. <laughs> and a rabbit, if you know what I mean. Get out of the outhouse. I have to shit. <laughs> so in 1831, a federal survey was performed of the Northwest Territory and land was offered for sale. Campa bought 72 acres around his trading post and near the Baptist Mission for 90 on September 19th of that year. Living at the post were his wife and several members of his family, all 5,000. Some of his brothers and nephews followed him to Grand Rapids. One year later, government surveyor Lucius Lyon mm. purchased land north of Campa's property. Campa surveyed and plated the village following Native American trails. Lyon had platted his property in an English grid format, which meant that there were two adjoining villages with different formats. Campa had formatted his village streets with a row of 16 abutting row houses on Pearl Street that bordered Lyon's village, which made travel through the two villages cumbersome. Travelers had to go north to Division Street to cross into Campa's village. Careful on Division, okay? Just saying. It's still kind of like that, too. The yeah. streets down downtown, especially, mm-hmm. are goofy. Well, I would say, like, I know this is getting ahead, but, like, Wealthy Street is brick still. Like, yeah. It has mm-hmm. the brick. It, when you go in certain areas of it, they're just like, it looks vintage and old. Remember when we formed this country? <laughs> Somebody walks into a pole who's looking at their phone. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was cool when I was a kid. Now they own a car. <laughs> yeah. Not no, a fan. Yeah, not fun. Oh, there's worse roads than just driving on the highways? Yeah, welcome to East Town. Oh, dude. Well, what about, like, um, on the in the Lookout Hill area, they still have the cobblestone yeah. roads, and those are just redonkulous. <laughs> Why? Yeah, right. <laughs> As if our winter roads aren't bad enough, you're going to make cobblestone mm-hmm. roads where perversing. We're preserving our history. We'll take a picture. So here's some more on Lucius Lyon. Lucius Lyon, born February 26, 1800, died September 24th, 1851. Sounds a, like a Wizard of Oz character. Dick. Yeah. It sounds like a like a guy about to lay down a sweet bass track mm. on a fucking Funkadelics record. Mm-hmm. What's up, Nine. guys? I'm Lucius Lyon. <laughs> so he was a U.S. statesman from the state of Michigan, along with Louis Campa. I'm sorry, he was a what? He he was a, a statesman? US statesman. What a mm-hmm. that's a what a bullshit title. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds hey, more important man that does important things. <laughs> like, no, you don't. You do fucking fuck all, dude. <laughs> statesman. <laughs> I'm a form fifty. Yeah, we still have, we still have statesmen now. They're called like middle management. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> Lucius Line is remembered as one of the founding fathers of Grand Rapids, Michigan. The state's second largest city, as I mentioned before. He was a Democrat. He served as a delegate to the U.S. House from from Michigan Territory, 1833 to 1835. A U.S. Senator from Michigan, 1837 to 1839. And a member of the U.S. House of Representatives from Michigan. Well, that explains why they call him a statement. Maybe I should. We jumped the gun on that one. Yeah, I really did. Well, I'm the king. That joke did not age well. (laughs) 
continuing the early history here. By 1838, the settlement had incorporated as a village. It encompassed the area of approximately three quarters of a mile. The first formal census occurred in 1845. This announced a population of... 17. Well, initially it was like <laughs> 50, but now it's 50. Uh, 1,510. Wow. This is before I started giving away wooden spoons and all mm. the Dutch trounced in. <laughs> free wooden free, <laughs> free anything. And obviously, anybody who's local who doesn't know, yes, there's a huge European influence in this state. And a lot of people, I think it was like this, because, I mean, if you were coming from Europe to begin with, you're far from home. Might as well go find, like, a pleasant little haven. Yeah. And, and I could just... see Grand... I mean, the Grand River, like, I was listening to people talk about it from, like, documentary footage from, like, 1910. And they're like... Wow. Well, I mean, he he lived in 1910, the one oh. guy I was talking about. He's like, I used to bathe in the river. It was so clean. You could see the bottom. Yeah. Which is just crazy to think to of. To us now. Yeah. They've been dumping toxic chemicals since we were kids. Yeah. Now but, you see yeah. someone bathing in the river, and you're like, yeah, we should cross the street. What was it? They used to have those bumper stickers. Did you ever see them? I remember when I was a kid, and I always, I never understood what the hell they meant. And I would ask my parents, they just like, I don't like, no. But they said, shit happens every time it rains in Grand Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember ever seeing those? No, but I don't love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I know what it means. I feel like I know what it means. I feel like right next to one of those Yes Michigan bumper stickers. Yeah. You remember that shit? Yeah. Yes Michigan. Yep. Yeah. Do shit remember happens. The- Every time it rains in Grand Rapids. Uh, I still don't know what the hell it means, but uh, like the guy died. The guy sewers died in a horrible. Up? Yeah. I don't know. That's my guess. <laughs> Buddy, maybe you should have a plumber over. <laughs> yeah. like, maybe it's not Grand Rapids. Maybe it's Well, it happened to me. It must happen to everyone. <laughs> Uh, so Grand Rapids became known worldwide as a leader in the production of fine furniture. Well, this came after an international exhibition in Philadelphia in 1876. Today, Grand Rapids is still a world leader in the production of office furniture. We still have steel awesome. case. That's what that means, yeah. basically. <laughs> and they're holding on. Herman Miller, I guess, I think is around uh, here, yeah. too. I don't think it's technically Grand Rapids. Eh, Jason, I mean, Holland in the greater area like yeah. when you go to the coast is basically considered part of sure, it. Sure, sure. And there were there were cities that like before Kentwood was when it was just called Paris mm-hmm. uh, initially, like they wanted to extend past that into what is it, Grand not Granville. I think it was Wyoming. Byron Center. But something like that's the that would be the adjacent part of that they go back and forth on this all the time sure like literally there's there's this like well we can extend but there's the cost doesn't necessarily mean we're gonna make it back in taxes because we still have to supply fire and police and all these other things that are tricky but um so also it's almost 40 minutes into this episode and i haven't mentioned john ball well here we go you got to get on the ball i do i do the john ball John Ball, born November 12th, 1794, died February 5th, 1884. That's a hell of a run. That's not R.I.P., bro. R.I.P., yeah. Mm-hmm. Pour it out for my homie. <laughs> John Ball. Pour out your liquid death. So, he was a settler, educator, lawyer, and member of the Michigan State Legislature. Legislature. 
In later life, Ball settled at Grand Rapids, Michigan in 1837. There's a bunch before that, but I mean, I figured it's a Grand Rapids. started a zoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Inevitably. The movie We Bought a Zoo is about John Ball and his family. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I've never seen him. <laughs> well played, Marty. <laughs> I just love how genuine you're like, really? <laughs> it made me feel bad. So I thought for sure that was going to be <laughs> And I'm just like over here like, huh? <laughs> I was like thinking like, oh, sorry, I'll shut up. I'm I was like, that Matt Damon, I saw some pictures of John Ball. Matt Damon doesn't look like him. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, John Ball, is it? Is it do you, so before we get in more do mm-hmm. you guys have a lot of memories of going to John Ball Zoo growing up? Oh, yeah. That was our fucking Still now, I'm... municipal zoo back in the day. Like, when you were a kid, that's where you went. I can walk there. A little... From where I live. Yeah. A little history... I won't, but I could. <laughs> a little history for the tweens out there, anybody who watches YouTube and TikTok. The biggest... Is that the biggest audience you have is the tweens? <laughs> yeah. But no, no, there was a viral clip of a grandma who was sitting at the zoo who got just basically hit with a... Fastball of shit from a gorilla. <laughs> they didn't realize that was. <laughs> those tweens are now. Those tweens are now in their forties. That video so old. Oh and, no! And I, I was. Yeah. What does that make me? <laughs> so as I said, he opened a law office and partnered with, among others, the George Martin, formerly Chief Justice of Michigan, George R. R. Martin, <laughs> and John Ball. House Ball. <laughs> Martin Ball. Great comedy team. House Ball. Doesn't sound right. How about Ball Rathian? And also, you're... What are those things? What is this? You're a... What is... What was, Scrotum? No, I was going to say... I was. He was going to well, call John... The- John Ball is uh, the guy... They get their penises cut off in the show. Unix? Unix. Because you're... I you're, said that a little too fast. Ball. <laughs> you did. You were on it. In 1842, he was appointed by Governor John Barry to select, wow, 300,000 acres of the 500,000 acres of land granted to Michigan by Congress for internal improvements. These were mainly selected about Grand Rapids and were mostly taken up with internal improvement warrants. And as these warrants could be bought for about 40 cents on the dollar, it resulted in a speedy settlement of the Grand River. Dang. That's real estate, folks. Yeah, it must have been nice to be a white person back then. You just, uh, I'll take. I mean, it still is. All of this land. <laughs> I mean, um, I'll take all of this land for five dollars. Thank you white very much. People having fun. Yeah. But, but that's, sir. I'm native. That's my land. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? We don't speak native. <laughs> but you don't know what banking is. <laughs> yes. You haven't been to the nearest. Roused about gathering, and you don't know about my future to build a zoo. Ugh. Ugh. So the music got all. Intense. I know, man. I yeah. History is a fucking bummer. It was yeah. just. It was just John Ball, and we just know the winner's side of it. I like, know, it's probably well, yeah, a whole lot worse. Right, right. Look, oh yeah. From 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 what I read, you know, it seems like for the most part these weren't like Andrew Jackson level. Like Oof. Indian slaughterers or anything like that. Yeah, they were more of a microaggression. Like you know, we'll just kill you a little bit <laughs> till you all leave. We'll shun you until yeah. <laughs> Will I be able to breathe? Maybe slightly. Maybe. Okay. Depends on how well you communicate. I mean, back 
back then, what do you? What else did you have to do other than hunt, fuck, and fight? Eat. In that order? Oh, eating! I forgot. Oh, shit. Anyway, so as we're as we're continuing on the journey of John Ball, he gets a. That was a lot. Five. I mean, three hundred thousand acres. That's decent. My buddy has like nine, and I'm like, what are you going like to do with Almost that? the size of Cedar Point, I think. Wow. Yeah. Or I said Michigan's Adventure. We should keep it local. <laughs> Is that... We're going to talk about that? Yeah. What do you okay. guys think of that place? No, I mean, I thought I thought we were leading up to that. Like, we're oh, talking yeah, about it, from, the in, from the settlers <laughs> and the natives all the way up to Pepsi Dance Tracks and Michigan Adventure. Because I want to talk about remembering when it was called Deer Park Funland. Yeah, you yes. get it to eat kibble out of your hand. Mm-hmm. And if you had an like empty some, squirt can, you could get five bucks off. fucking really sad deer that lived in a, <laughs> they, a yes, fence. I do <laughs> remember. Yo, yeah. They weren't, they weren't the good top tier deer, man. They were nope. like, no. They were real <laughs> bad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my God. I'm not even a hunter and I don't eat venison, but I want to shoot you just to put you out of your misery. Like... So a little anyway. bit, a little bit more before we get to present day. He donated the land in Grand Rapids, Michigan, that is now John Ball Park and John Ball Zoo. Which, if you see, like I said, the viral video, of the poop. Grand right. Rapids has a history. See, um, anytime we're in the news, not good. <laughs> <laughs> in 1881, the country's first hydroelectric plant came to life on the city's west side. Grand Rapids, side. Be- west side, west sider. One day we'll go there again. Yes, yeah. I, I am a west sider. Yeah. Well, the restaurant, I meant. Oh, yeah. Delicious food. It's very confusing because <laughs> the same name is the... That's where they went after they opened the dam. Let's all go to the West Sider. Hell oh, yeah. Bacon and eggs. High five. And bratwurst honks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Grand Rapids became the first city in the U.S. to add fluoride to its drinking water in 1945. Fluoride. Sorry. Grand Rapids <laughs> claims to the first scheduled air service. We're also responsible for the first publicly funded art installation. Hmm. The what? News, What's the, that? Uh, the, the Calder? No. No, the UICA. Oh, oh, okay. So, install like a publicly funded art installation. Okay. Gotcha. Club. With the new century, the people of Grand Rapids numbered. 82,565. In 1916, the citizens of Grand Rapids voted to adopt a home rule charter. This abolished the old aldermanic systems. A commission manager form of government took its place. This was one of the first in the country. Hmm. That 1916 charter, although amended several times, is still in effect. And we're going to take a break. House rule charter? Yes. Okay. And... When you land on free parking, you get all the money from the middle. That was also part of that charter, I think, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. Anyway, yeah, you were saying? <laughs> no, I was going to say, let's take a break. Really stupid joke. <laughs> we're going to take a break, and when we come back, present day antics and a quiz. Yeah. Test your knowledge. For that arrogance. I shall see you dead. Yeah. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. 
the 12 gauge double barreled Remington, S Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right, this sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for about $109.95. It's got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right, shop smart. Shop S Mart. You got that? just in your age, adult age like that you used oh, to yeah, do all the yeah. time. I was in my 30s and we were playing yeah. wiffle ball. Wiffle ball. Mm-hmm. Did you guys do play like any sports as far as like being part of like a bowling team or No, never did that. What what about It was in a golf league for for two or three years with my sister and my brother. Would you say like I bowled when I was a kid. I don't know if that counts or not. Do you think it's a pro adult thing? Do you think it's a pro or con having four seasons here? I'm not a fan of winter. Yeah, definitely yeah. a con. The yeah. older you get, the less you're like, yes. I don't need to scrape Absolutely, ice off the man. I am so, like, I <clears throat> get it now with people being snowbirds or whatever and, like, leaving for the, mm-hmm. like, I'm to the point now where, like, since we don't have kids and shit and right. we travel, like, I pretty much have to take, like, a winter vacation somewhere right. warm. Yeah, I, um, I, I, people say, like, you won't appreciate spring and summer if you don't have that winter, and I say bullshit. Yeah, that's absolute <laughs> trash. Like, I like spring, I like fall, I like summer. Yeah. I hate winter. Yeah. I get you. But I could it's totally live in San Diego. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Yeah. 80 degrees But every it day. rains in the winter. <laughs> I mean, I did, I lived in... A tropical climate. I lived in Greece when I was in the service, which, by the way, the USS Grand Rapids was actually at that same. No kidding. And it wasn't just Greece. It was Crete, Greece, the same island I was on. No kidding. Ah. Which makes sense because I did work occasionally at a dock area. Like Liz has been to Crete, I think. It's unbelievable. But as you mentioned, with the winter rain, it had the same kind of thing. Yeah. Which doesn't 
take away from the beauty and the grandeur of the place it's surrounded by the mediterranean i don't know if i prefer rain or snow because i mean i rain at least goes away Mm -hmm. snow you have to you you sit with you're reminded of it for like the rest of the fucking winter until you get a thaw for sure yeah cold rain is awful you don't have to shovel rain though true I would say I mean, you don't have to shovel snow either. And wasn't I like, prefer to do our job should. in the snow rather than the rain. Last winter or the winter before that, like, what did we get? Like five fucking minutes of sunlight for like a whole month. It's <laughs> depressing. Mean, it, it, it is horrible. It is depressing. And then like, we that just, gets worse as I get older. It feels yep, seasonal, like too. seasonal like, depression or whatever. Shit, yeah. Like, the the sun came out and Robert Smith looked at the sky and yeah. was like it a tear. He melted. Yeah. <laughs> like I get. I'm to the point now where like I. At a molecular level, understand Norwegian death metal. It's just like, <laughs> yes, I get it. I haven't seen the sun in three years either. Uh, I could understand listening to it now. Being a Norwegian black metal artist, those guys can go fuck themselves, especially certain guys oh, yeah. during the, a certain era. But uh, the but racist murderers, yeah. you mean? Yeah, those guys, <laughs> the Nazis, yeah, they're not great. <laughs> they were horrible. Uh, see the episode about that that we did long, long ago. Anyway, um, Grand Rapids. Now, I mentioned the snow and the stuff with the seasons. What do you think is the best season in, in this state, in Grand Rapids? So, if you don't mind, I'll get Go on ahead. my soapbox for a second. Go for I'm it. I'm a firm believer that we get four weeks of perfect weather every year. <laughs> like, Kay. two in between uh, spring and summer, uh-huh. and two in between summer and fall. And that's, like, everything else is... Cool, it's fine. Like I love our falls especially mm-hmm. and I love our our most of our summers and springs. But like for 4 weeks of the year we get absolutely perfect weather. Are I'm we kind of like, getting it right now no, to you? No, 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 no. We got a ways to go. I'm t- I'm talking like basically last week of April, first week of May, maybe. But even May, like even mid-May can be because hey, that's sticky. we were talking about that bachelor party we went to the ball game yeah that was mid-may no shit and it was like 30 degrees because it was the food drive day 10 11 years ago memory came up on my facebook yeah. it was march 16th or something 93 degrees yeah <laughs> like what yeah. the fuck yeah dude it's insane so that's yeah. what i'm saying like you never know what you're gonna get but you can plan on there being two weeks of really good weather. <laughs> and it may have been the same year like <laughs> Oh, a month yeah. later, oh, it's sure. like 42. Well, Liz's birthday is March 30th, and there's been birthdays where we've been, like, sitting in hammocks in the front yard, yeah. and then there's been birthdays where we've been, like, bundled up in, like, double-layered mm-hmm. parkas and shit. Like, Jesus. It's, it's, yeah. It's really yeah. a crapshoot. And you have, I mean, one of the nicest estates of people that I, I'm friends with. You have a very comfy, cozy area, so I would imagine, like, Thanks. during yeah. those four weeks, it's pretty cozy. Well, we've only been here for a year, so I don't, I can't That's really true. talk about, like, the seasons here in this specific mm-hmm. place. Like, I go to a lot of minor league ball games. We like to go opening weekend, which is usually the beginning of April, and it's, a, it is, it's a crapshoot. Like, yeah. it could be 72, or it'll be 38. Yep. And your wife will look at you like you're we the ain't one going. that created and the I weather. I ain't going either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's well, that you have a good partner, you and I appreciate sh- that. 
absolutely. You both yeah, do. for sure. I uh, do, too. You shouldn't need a blanket at a baseball game. I'm no, a no. firm believer that... But we've done it. We did yeah, that no, at Wrigley Field. Sometimes you have to. Yeah, I have to. Like in September, late September, we've been to Wrigley, which is the great time to go, because mm-hmm. if the Cubs are doing shitty, you can get tickets for like 10 bucks. Yeah, and I if they're say, not doing shitty, they're doing good, so that's Yeah, fun. right, right, exactly. Eventually, when we do like a History of Chicago, which I would love to do... I love, and I mean, we mentioned it off mic, but I love the trip that we did. We got to go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just saying. We got to go back. Second, if they'll second let us city, back, that, you know, we tore we up that. last time. They were like, y'all can't come to Chicago mm-hmm. again, bros. You're too bro And they're like, we ran out of Goose Island IPA <laughs> after you, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Thomas was Eric. like, I ate all the Brosberg hunts <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> I'm Abe Froman, Broadway's Hug King. We should explain the 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 history with that joke. So basically, <laughs> it the three of us were at a at the West Side. Uh, we brought it up earlier. So I can make it. Can I? I'll yeah, do the ahead. short version because it's very straightforward. Basically, we were at a Polish hall, and Ryan called a giant thing of kielbasa Broadway's Hunks. Mm. And I mean, if you know anything you about it's just something you, you don't do. You could have heard a pin drop where everybody just, like the record the scratch. The record scratch. Yeah, everybody. everybody just turned and yeah. stared at him. I was, he I had was, to do the tequila yeah. dance on the There's, bar just to get out. And then the, he knocked over all the motorcycles afterwards. The bushes with their babushkas on were. I quick started <laughs> sitting there slapping their rolling pins in their hands. I had to just immediately, like hand in my man card mm-hmm. to my friends they looked at me and i remember specifically the woman i was with at the time was like i think your friends aren't very nice to you <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it, it only endeared me more to you oh <laughs> but you're no, like no. get out of here bitch <laughs> and i did <laughs> it's okay it's a horrible thing to say <laughs> i don't even know what you're talking about okay look you're one of my best friends it's fine but we we did have a little story there. But I don't want to get canceled. My first episode. No, you're coming back. So the thing about it is, is obviously we talked about the furniture and stuff. But like when you guys were growing up, where were some of your first jobs? Anything anything that has to do like locally? So one funny thing. My first job. I don't know if it, you can technically call it my first job, mm-hmm. but me and my neighborhood buddies, and like I said, we grew up in Wyoming, so like. Right by 28th Street. 28th Street, if you're not from around here, it's just like, it's the big giant street outside of town where all the shit is. Like that all, was the, all the chains and mm-hmm. all the stuff was like the OG. Studio place. 28. Studio 28 was like the biggest movie theater in the world, I think, for a while. It had the really? most screens. Yeah, it had 20 screens Ooh. for a long time. Um, but anyway, so there was a Long John Silver's, like a couple blocks away from our house, and it was on 28th Street. So me and a couple of friends, we were probably nine years old, mm-hmm. right around in that age, no more than like 10. Um, we would go, <laughs> I don't even know how this started, how it came to be a thing, but we would go in there and the manager would give us like hush puppies to go and clean the trash out of the back of the parking lot. So yeah, three of us, nine years old. Child like, labor. Well, we just show up. It was, yeah, it was, but it was kind of like a work. They were just like, yeah, sure, guys, go clean up the trash. And here's mm-hmm. some hush puppies. Here's some diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I don't know. Would, would you say that's technically I my mean, first you worked, job? I mean, you worked for food. Actually, all of all of my jobs up until my current one, not nearly. I'd say like 90% of my jobs, all my big jobs are all on 28th Street. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I worked on 28th Street as well. I was at uh, Mountain Jack's. What? Oh yeah, God, in Granville? Yeah. Oh, on Ivan Rest. Yeah. Yep. Uh, wow. 
Yeah. Was that a buffet deal? It well, so there's like a steakhouse, like a Ponderosa type, kind of. Yes, like prime ribs, stuff like that. Like my dad actually the primest of ribs. I didn't. I had no fucking. If it wasn't McDonald's or Little Caesars or renting videos at Blockbuster, I was literally working there. Like I, you know, I'm obviously trying to get a paycheck. Yeah. I did get a discount for food, and that was the only time I ever saw my dad come into my work. He just sat there. He's like, get a discount on Prime Rib. Of course I'm going to That's come. hilarious. One of my best friends growing up worked at Old Country Buffet. Mm. Oh, wow. And he would dress up as the B, mm-hmm. like the OCB. And so I would. I was in high school at the time, so I would, like, roll up there on my when he was working, and he'd just, like, scoot me into the line. Because, you know, back then, like, you just you just went in. Like, they rung you up at the register. Mm-hmm. you just go in. So, yeah, like a high school kid going hmm. into <laughs> all-you-can-eat buffet. All you can, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was awesome. So you just you go in, and the B is like, yeah, man, come on in. <laughs> Lifting up the velvet rope for me. <laughs> Skip the line. Yeah. MVP on, coming through. I'm on the list. VIP coming through. What about you, Larry? Did you have any local jobs or anything? Well, I at the, by the time I was old enough to work, I was in Coopersville. So my first job was on a dairy farm. I, mil- I milked cows. What? Yep. Was it a hard job? Very. Yeah. Very hard job for fucking shit pay too. Yeah, uh, I believe it. Yeah. Making like four, three something an hour, four something maybe. Nobody wants to. Those work cows love. You ever noticed that? Yeah. For not for those wages. <laughs> Uh, Why don't kids want to get under cows for three dollars an hour? Must, yeah, get your. I got my knee kicked I'm, by a cow because I scared the shit out of it. I'm Ugh. convinced it's going all a automation. Those jobs. Oh yeah, yeah. Because eventually it'd be a little drone just yeah <laughs> milking the cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then my getting s- kicked. I did work at Mc- Mc- McDonald's. Farm two D two's got a fucking yeah. bent. Face because the mule keeps knocking them back. Kids, if you want some job security, take drone repair mm-hmm. classes. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. I mean that's the way to go. Wow, dairy farm, dairy yeah, farm, and then crazy. McDonald's. So my did first two get, jobs were beef did you related. Get discounts on cheese. I could, <laughs> I could milk all the milk. Wheel. I could suckle. <laughs> wow, I've never actually had milk like that. Is it? It's good? warm. <laughs> it's very thick, unpasteurized. Mm-hmm. Thick and warm. Interesting. See, we, used to, we used to milk the uh, Mountain Dew machines at, <laughs> at KFC. Yeah, but you don't gotta be gentle. You don't want to spook well, them. Well, no. Like, so we, if you took the cover off and you pressed the little button, you could get pure syrup. So we yeah. did, I mean, that was kind of like milking the Oof. Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, right into so my veins. Like a shot of pure Mountain Dew syrup. I know someone who would probably love that. Two of the three kids involved in that are now dead. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, we mentioned Studio Twenty Eight. I did find the website at History. GrandRapids.org. There is a part about Studio 28 on site of Old Beltline Drive-In, opened by Jack Lokes in December 1965 as a single-screen theater. Yeah, wow. number one. It was huge. Like right. Theater one was giant. So. Ex- expansions took place in 1967, 76, 84, and 1988. Wow. And I think the 67, I think they just added one. Because did you have, were you ever in Theater two in Studio 28? No. Okay. Not that I remember. So I'm sure I have. My uh, I can remember. Stu- can we go into a studio? Sure. Sidetrack yeah, here, totally. Because okay. I grew up like, you know, right there, bike walking distance, right. Um, and yeah, like I remember, I because they closed the drive-in when I was probably four or five, but hmm. I do remember specifically going to the drive-in. They had the screens up for the longest time too. Do you remember that? Like in the back, barely. 
barely remember where they did the uh, flea market. Yeah, yeah. I, all, I love the flea market. Me, I oh, love that. The first that. IP, dude. That place is just such good fun. And yes. it's like it was always like fifty cents to get in. There were hundreds of vendors, and you could be anything from like baseball carts to motors, produce, produce, yeah, everything. And they had food trucks, like taco stands. Mm-hmm. Later on, Air, it was like the best. Those airbrush T-shirts. Yeah, my dad and I used to sell baseball cards. There oh, did when you? I was eight or nine. Yeah, really. Get, there, he'd get me up ass early in the morning, and we would get up and go. How much was a booth there? To... Like forty bucks. I think. No, not... I don't even think it was that much back then. I think it was like ten or twenty bucks. Damn. And you could get so they basically rented out by the parking spot. And my dad yeah. just had like a Ford Escort, so he would just we'd just have one car, my and like dad a couple had a little Ford folding Taurus. tables, yeah. So we would just set up a couple little folding tables with baseball cards there, um, and we, yeah, that's how I spent a lot of like Saturdays and Sundays as a kid. There's a sitting there. good chance I bought some baseball cards Absolutely, from you Absolutely, man. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. And There's, people used well, to steal them because my dad had, like, autographed ones. And he would, like, watch oh, kids. Sucked. And, like, they'd come and put their stack of cards down. Grab, and then lift up. Palm the it. On the bottom. Oh, yeah. gee. Well, I, that was my first minor crime was stealing baseball Whoa. cards. Yeah. I was such a huge baseball nerd at, like, yeah. six, seven, eight. And I li- literally, we went to the store, and my mom was like looking at me funny, and I was like trying to play it Dude, off. Dude, we got into it. You remember the '87 tops? They yes. came in. Mm-hmm. They came. They came in hanging three packs. Yep. The and blister my, packs. My yeah. dad bought a cheat sheet from a dude at work, I think, or somebody through work, maybe like a friend of a friend or something. It was very seedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like seven or eight, but so it basically was like a production code. Where you could go and like kind of take your thumb and flip through the first three cards. Mm -hmm. And if you could look at like the first and last three cards, you knew everything that was in the pack. So we would go and like looking through like just like the corners of them to try to figure out like which ones had like the Ken Griffey Jr. Mm -hmm. rookie cards or whatever, like the super sought after ones. We would spend a lot of time in like Meyer just going through. And it was probably like so because we wouldn't buy them. We right. would just sit there in the store and like kind of flip through and like maneuver them around so we could see like the first two cards at the top. Be like, uh, I got Paul Molitor and Barry Larkin. Oh, grab that one! Grab that one! <laughs> Throw it in the cart. I had heard of that cheat, yeah, thing, but I didn't believe it. But it must. Oh, my dad was into all of that shit. Like, Look, if I was it, a kid. If it was so what do I he know? Had a, he had a cable descrambler too. Back oh, in the day, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, one That's of the nostalgia right oh, there. Yeah. I did not have to settle for the scrambled spice channel. I got the real deal. Oh, I think I see a nip. Yeah. Oh, I was there it's too. Probably guys, fellas. but I don't care. I was in Ramblewood at the time. Anyway, I'm sorry. So back to Studio 28. Like, yeah. If people don't know, that was like the theater. I think. It was mm-hmm. also the largest movie theater in the U.S. Yeah. Well, I mean, in '95 specifically, I don't think it was the large. I think it just had the most screens. Right. Well, like, I think as far as like from size May, and seats, from May 1988 until May 1995, it was the largest <laughs> movie theater yeah, in the U.S. I remember that. And so basically, from when I was a kid, we'd go up there every weekend. I saw every movie there. First movie you saw there? Do you remember? E.T. in the drive-through. Yeah, I hmm. think I was E.T. Wow. At that drive. Well, I saw the first movie in a theater theater, though, was Ghostbusters 2. Hmm. Okay. Ghostbusters 2. That was later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Well, I, I think know initially I we always went to Ghostbusters 1 Star. there, for sure. Actually, there was one on 28th Street. I think it Way was. Way out. Showcase. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. where they we. They had bus seats. Like they had like vinyl buses. Yeah. I remember that about them. I hated that place, but but it was across from the putt putt mall, and yeah, we always used sure. to go. We always used to go there too. Yep. 
My dad was divorced dad weekending. You, it could, see, you could see Splash in the background. Oh, yeah. Splendor. Yeah. yeah. Right behind old art fan where my aunt worked. I'm going to go in the lazy river because I got to pee. That's all I did was lazy river. <laughs> Just come back burnt. I wonder how many kids are still in the lazy river. <laughs> <laughs> Just the bottom of that go... pool is a bunch of skeletons. Whoa, dude. <laughs> I once did mushrooms and went on the lazy river, and I'm still there. Did you guys ever go down the fast slide? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we were boys. What were we going to Yeah. I was always really afraid of it until I finally went on there, and I'm like, oh, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? God, I wish I wish you could go back sometimes I when I think about it, because it's like now that whole area is just so fucking bland. It's y- Yeah. It's I all mean, corporate. Yeah, I know, and I hate to be like old man, you know, yells at yelling, Sky. yelling at Sky, but it's true. It's like what you it's, got against Art Van Clearance Store, man, mattress well, I, firm. Come on, dude, this is quality capitalist <laughs> business. Some of that's like nostalgia deity too. True, very true. I mean, we have a, a million great things in this world now. I mean, the gear we use on a daily basis. I mean, it, I pulled this up. After Marty mentioning Studio Twenty Eight, and then bam, there it is. You know, and, and I mean, I can get on my phone and watch a Lazy River. True, <laughs> it's the laziest way to do it. Ever tell you got kicked out of Studio Twenty Eight for wearing a Marilyn Manson T-shirt? Really? Yeah. Somebody said it was offensive, and they sent the security guard to to make to kick me out. Like it's, this, I was in, buying tickets to a movie. I was with a friend of mine, and um, and the security guard. Do you remember the security guard there? He was like the security guard. He was a tall dude, wore combat boots, he had a bald head. I remember hmm. I remember them selling booze at the end. Well, I they were throwing it later, but they were throwing everything at the wall. I yeah. have it's weird. When I think of Studio Twenty Eight in my head, I that's the last thing I remember. I also remember somebody back home telling me they closed. What's the last movie you saw, Studio Twenty Eight? Hmm. That's a good question. I remember because mine. I was I in the it. service I, during Twister. Mm. Wow, really? Yeah, I think that was the last one. Because then by then, uh, the ones on Alpine okay. on the west side had opened. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I'm but pretty Twister sure I went and saw like Powderpuff Girls, the movie with Nick Verberg. Okay, I remember mine specifically. It was the first uh, Daniel Craig James Bond, and hmm. I went there specifically because it was like a couple weeks before they were shutting. Oh wow. So I, I wanted to make it a point to go because it was such a big part of my life, my oh, childhood. Sure. I wanted to make sure I saw one last movie there. And that What's was, that was what was there fun. now? Because I haven't been on that side of town in forever. Um, I Frankie V's is in front. Well, I I kind of barely. So don't quote me on this, but I think that they're going to make it like a retail slash residential development. Oh, that's we need one of those. <laughs> well, we kind of do. <laughs> uh, but it's going to be smack dab in the middle of downtown Wyoming, so mm-hmm. it's not going to be very exciting. Um, but I think that's what they're doing. They're, okay. they're making it like uh, condos so or apartments or whatever. still like an unused building? They might. I haven't been over there in years. Right. Yeah, so it might I. be up already. I don't okay. know. There might be a fucking skyscraper there for all I no, know. No, I, I drive by it. Pretty much every night when I was going, when I go back from my place to Casey's, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's all like housing and oh, so it's built then. Is yeah. Anaza Sand still over there? Yes, mm. yeah, that's where my bachelor party was. <laughs> nice. Yep. I'm always like, how are they gonna fit that? And they do. They fit like every car 
is just like sandwiched in there so oh, tight. Man. It's just like packed that place. And I went there like high school. It was a smoking place. Yeah, they had like two non-smoking tables, but it was one of those deals where there wow. was nothing separating the smoking area mm-hmm. from Could the non-smoking you smoke area. Smoke in a movie theater? No, back, probably back in the day. No, never here. Not the that I ever taxi remember. driver. You era. had to. <laughs> You know, doctors recommend you bring your yeah. Paul Malls inside, Sally. <laughs> These are the safe ones. We use asbestos for the filters. <laughs> that was really a thing. And Dr. Fauci was around back then, Larry, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, so Studio 28. Mm-hmm. There was never smoking allowed at Studio 28. Okay. At least not in my lifetime. What are what are some other landmarks? Do we have any other ones? Other? We mentioned Michigan's Adventure. Yeah, Should dude. We can go off on that a little bit. Deer Park Funland. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do, saddest place on earth. Do you remember Deer Park Funland? They had a little train. Ever? No, I didn't. Really? That's the first wow. time I've ever heard of that. I I just remembered the other day that there was a water park in near Plainwell where I used to go. Oh wow! It was like one slide in a tube on one grass. <laughs> a sprinkler. Nice. <laughs> it was one of the daisy sprinklers, <laughs> and a slip and slide. Yeah. And at the end of the slip and slide was broken glass. You're right. It, the park was founded in 1956 as Deer Park by L.R. Yeah. Birdsley. Oh, yeah. And he's a guy, yeah, I got a couple of deers and a bunch of land. May as well put a fence around them, pay kids to feed them niblets. What did the deer look like at its stroke? Oh, my God. Yeah, that deer was, dude, There, I think there were two of them. And they were not in good shape. No. These guys were not good. I just. <laughs> One of them had downs. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if you're lucky, yeah. <laughs> Developmentally challenged. I'm sorry, you're right. I I know uh, I mean, no, <laughs> deer deer in captivity. I mean, what do, what do you want? Like, yeah. And no. that was back in like people think shit's weird now. Like, yeah, back in the day, they'd have deer behind a fence, and you had to pay to like gawk yeah. at it. They just shocked it to and get then it they to built, be. Then, <laughs> then they built a corkscrew roller coaster right mm. next to it. <laughs> Poor deer, the deer could get hit every single time. So yeah, I think the the corkscrew was there when Deer Park Fun Oof. when it was Deer Park Fun. I think that that was like the they, selling point, dude. It was a pretty. I mean, I can't think of a roller coaster then in. Then I wrote it. Near. I was like, yeah. Eh. Yeah, no, it was not exciting. It was just too, like, it, well, it took an, about 25 seconds, mm-hmm. and 19, you were upside down twice. In 1956, it was originally featured as a petting zoo with deer, llamas, monkeys, chickens, and ducks. <laughs> what? As, monkeys? Oh, my a God. Petting a petting zoo, zoo with monkeys? As well, as a For ch- one day. <laughs> it's kind of surprising that the deer was the last animal standing out of that, too. Like, you think... <laughs> 17 animals enter one. <laughs> and it's the deer. Maybe that's why they were so fucked up, man. They're just like, yeah, kid, you don't know mon- what I've seen. Yeah, punch my man, monkeys. I killed a monkey with my bare hooves once in 1974. <laughs> my, I pet the deer backwards wrong, and now it's got a weird rocket in between its legs. You know, the, the truth of the matter is, it's insane to me to think in the 50s that they, like, I... Because, I mean, eventually we got to do an episode on Disney World. I think it would be fun at least to talk (laughs) about the era. I mean, it's roller coasters and the history of that. I don't know what they are. I I used to go to – did you guys go to Six Flags a lot? Uh, A couple few times. We had – The one in Chicago? Yeah. Or did you generally just went to Muskegon with someone in Muskegon? It was Michigan's Adventure now. It was like Pleasure Island at one point. 
There was a separate water park in Muskegon called Pleasure Rock. Okay. Yeah. I always can We used the to two. go to that, too. Like, yeah. You There's could, also a rock cover band near now, yeah. Pleasure Rock. Now Deer Park Funland is Michigan Adventure. It's owned by Cedar Point. Okay. Oh. Right. And it has a built-in water park, so there's always two parks for the price of one. Do you guys think it's a deal to go there? I haven't been there in... Since I was a kid? 25 years, yeah. probably. Wow. I, yeah, I, I mean, there. I would imagine the lazy rivers. I kind of wanted to go back. Like, the water I mean, park's geez, nice, it's so cool. but it's actually it's pretty expensive too. I think. I think it's like we seventy get a, bucks. You can save three bucks with a can of yeah, Sprite. Yeah, <laughs> bring in a can of Dr Pepper. <laughs> yeah, and your work discount. You could probably get in there for like sixty or something. But even still, <laughs> or I could sit in my backyard and drink a beer. Like, <laughs> for the cans $2. are for the deer, actually, but to throw at them. <laughs> Goat Park Funland. <laughs> How many? Yeah. Come ride a roller coaster with the deer. Monkey Fun Parkland. <laughs> so, as Larry, or not Larry, uh, Marty mentioned the corkscrew was uh, opened. The first roller coaster opened in 1979. 1795. Oh, wow. <laughs> Lewis <laughs> Campbell, as a child, <laughs> built the first roller coaster. Steam powered. <laughs> It's a French. It was powered by Native American <laughs> souls. It's a French roller coaster, so it's just cheese and wine. <laughs> it just gives up halfway through. <laughs> it gets stuck upside Jesus. down on the course. It was called Frog Man. Park Funland. God, those jokes are fucking older than Deer Park Funland. Yeah. <laughs> they, they truly are. We would have made L.R. Beardsley chuckle. Uh, <laughs> Guffaw! <laughs> I'm gonna build a corkscrew. That's I'm gonna, so funny. That joke's so bad. I'm gonna hit this deer. That joke makes me want to turn upside down twice in a short amount of time. Shit. All right. Well, so it did transition to Michigan's Adventure in 1988. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Is that that long ago? Yeah. yeah. That makes. I feel sense. like it was. Yeah. Hmm. I I feel like one of those one of my earliest birthdays would have been right around that time because i don't know if it was 88 or 89 but I, my dad brought me there and i remember specifically having um, a digital batman watch Whoa. Mm-hmm. so i was the coolest kid there they yeah were like, sure he doesn't even have to hand us the sprite can go ahead boy <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday all the girls are like damn kid nice watch nice hair what time is it yeah, well, when when it came to that, I think it was one of those watches too that had the calculator. Oh wow! So, I thought maybe it had a stopwatch on it. So you I, yourself. I remember. So I used to go to summer camp. It was like a day camp mm-hmm. when I was a kid, um, and we'd, you know, every summer go to Michigan Adventure or whatever. Um, I remember one year some kid barfed on the scrambler. Oh, so fucking hard, dude. Oh yeah, he was he was thoroughly scrambled. But I remember it was just like he had probably been eating like cotton candy and drinking Slurpees oh, all day too, because yeah. it was like blood red. Like it looked like fucking viscera just all over the thing, like a fucking murder thing. But it was like this fat kid, like oh, of course, just drinking like strawberry Fanta and fucking cotton Holy candy, shit. and then he gets on the scrambler. He's just like. Blah! Like projected, like red, bright red projectile vomit of everything. And so they were like, but dude, like it was chain reaction of vomit. Do you know what I'm talking about? The scrambler had like three cars on like four different times, and everything, everything would spin around. Like your own seat would spin. Yeah, yeah, the three seats would spin. One of those fucking yard sprinklers. 
So he he tagged like three other kids. Nice. So there was like half of the fucking field trip had barf on for the rest of the day. Seriously, I'm going to piss myself. <laughs> the fucking image of this Oh, kid I'll never forget that. Slamming yeah. squirt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the ways those things spin, too, man. And of course. You know, my stupid memory remembers him being like like the fat German kid from The Simpsons, or he's just like, Frankfurter! <laughs> just like guzzling everything, and then he gets on the scramble. He's like, Mom, my stomach hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it hurt? Yeah. He's just crying. Oh, kid puke is so easy, so. <laughs> It's just like, man, it doesn't take much. You didn't chew your hot dogs enough, Tommy. <laughs> barfing all over the place. Oh, God. Yeah, the uh, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, we we have the the Michigan's Adventure. I always... Oddly enough, that last year of Deer Park Adventure, everything was venison that they served. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, all the deer went away that we used to pet. Ooh, they have Shut venison up dogs. Shut your hamburger, kid. <laughs> got cotton candy and slurpee all over it now this hamburger tastes like disaster (laughs) (laughs) oh shit tastes like it came out of the rogue river right by the wolverine plant Oh God! Well, Wolverine. There's 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 a little <laughs> good history there. There's there's your segue, bro. That's true. So there there I do have a list actually, and I was curious if you guys if you guys even before the trivia if you guys wanted to guess. But um, so since its launch as Furniture City in 1876, Grand Rapids has been a leading center for manufacturing excellence, technical expertise, innovation, business in the metropolitan statistical area (MSA). Automotive I'm, I'm parts. Gonna need a source on that. <laughs> <We're> a... <laughs> this is from the GrandRapids.gov. Okay, that makes site. sense. Uh, so we obviously we make automotive parts. That's what my dad got involved in pretty yeah, early. Yeah. I used to work at Brocast, which was of, over a lot of kids' parents I knew back yeah. in the day. My grandfather worked at France. yeah Rochester something or other. Yeah, Alpine. Big GM plant, not too far from my house. Too. It was like giant. I know he's had to do some like FaceTimes with like Chinese like corporate overlord type people. Really? And it's interesting to hear his story like the his like trials and tribulations when it comes to like Zoom calls and all that and like the Oh, so he's still into it? Still, he's actually working on a doctorate now, I think. Wow. So he's just a Mr. Mr. Math and I'm right like, on. "Math, I gave up after letters yeah. got sw- change to numbers I just learn letters now you want me to do yeah. numbers right so we we do the uh plat we do have plastics footwear cleaning equipment office theater furniture products um we also oh i didn't mean we have an astronaut from here too no we had As, uh, or we had <laughs> sorry <laughs> one too many uh pulaski day fun times uh um, he burned Oh boy, did he? Yeah, Robbie Chafee. Chafee. Yeah, he burned up. They were um, testing a rocket or, oh, for launch okay. or whatever, and it went up in flames. Must okay. have chafeed. No, no. Really? <laughs> the man died. I know that was terrible. His family might be listening to this because this I is apo- history. I apologize. <laughs> we love all of our. You too, Anthony Kiedis. You're from mm, barely. <laughs> Maynard James. We're, we're claiming anybody who just happened to stop at the <laughs> Gerald R. Ford Airport. 
You, yeah, okay. I get it. It used to be called the Kent County Airport. Or Beer City, as it was dubbed in 2015. It was the Beer City Airport? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I, I was sorry. Like really I was confused. I'm trying to find segues here, but... No, we, we, we've been rated very highly in our microbrews. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot artist- of drunks here. We do. Oh. <laughs> artist- Beer drunks, though. We're a happier drunk yeah. than, than most places. It's weird because when I was in very farty. Um, North Car- uh, Asheville, North Carolina, they said they were the original beer city. Damn. Uh, I think yeah, probably, there's shape. probably a city That's in every state. In where, yeah. <laughs> no, we're the beer city. Wait, wait a minute. We're a beer city. Portland, I think, always called themselves Beer City, too. Obviously, we mentioned Steelcase earlier. Mm-hmm. That it's the headquarters for Steelcase, the world's leading designer and manufacturer of office systems. We also are home to the American Seating Company and Irwin. Uh, sorry, hold on. Mm-hmm. This podcast brought to you by Speedway. <laughs> Speedway. <laughs> Steelcase. Irwin <laughs> Seating <laughs> Company. We can bring up Russ's. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I mean, we could if you guys want to change like, a little bit. What other local? During the last 20 years, the city's economy has diversified. The local medical services, ag- agribusiness, <clears throat> technology, and higher education sectors continue to expand. Non-manufacturing employment in MSA now accounts for 80% of the labor force. Mm. This leaves 20% of area workers employed in the manufacturing sector. All right. I'm going to have you guys guess from this following list. It reflects the diversity of the top 10. This is the top 10 major employers in the Grand Rapids MSA. Okay. Do you guys want to guess or do you want me to Top list? 10 employers? Do you guys want to guess a few and I'll, I'll tell you if I'll, they're on I'll there? I'll guess a few. Okay. Mercy Health or whatever it's called now. Yes. That's one of them. Spectrum yeah. slash Corwell Health. Yes. That's number one. Hmm. Russell's. <laughs> nope. <laughs> unless they're tied to the... Unless they're tied to Meyer or something. Meyer. Meyer. Yeah, oh, that's what yeah, I was going to say. You stole mine. I'm sorry. But yes, Meyer, if you don't Bissell. know. Mm, no, but they did come hmm. from here. Yeah, they're still here. No, yeah. Um, They do co- reside. But they also did come from here. Yes. Amway. Yes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> The other ones are, I mean, well, there's a couple you might steel know. Steel case. Yep. Farmers? Insurance? Nope. Hmm. The others we have on the list are Perigo, Gentex. Okay, I know that. Grand Valley State University. Okay. And okay. Lax Enterprises. And Lax, yep. Oh. Exciting. <laughs> I mean... It, other than that, is there anything else that we can think of, like local history-wise? We do have, we did have the Alpine Manor murders. We didn't for the even talk crime. about the Dutch. That's probably a whole other podcast. Oh, I, I, that'd be brutal. I mean, I wanted to go through, and I knew I was, I didn't want to get stuck, mm-hmm. so I tried to breeze <laughs> through the history. Makes, makes us the coupon capital of the world. <laughs> I mean, there is a heavy Dutch influence. We I have, do want to know, but we got like the really weird Dutch. It seems like like they all kind of settled over here, and they were just not quite. They right planted in the some head. tulips, mm-hmm. and, and I'm talking about colonial Dutch too. Yeah. Like so, even out of like colonists that came from other places, they're still a little fucked in the head. Like well, those deer. Remember on an episode of the old 
Ephus podcast, mm-hmm. we laid into the Dutch a little bit yeah. and got an angry letter, I think I remember. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, bro, brother, if you ain't from here, I don't want to hear yeah. about it. Like, <laughs> we have that art festival. We did. Fe- no, Festival of the Arts. Festival of the Arts. Oh, I, I think we've had that, that since you're like right. the, what, the 60s or 70s or something. Yeah, it's been well, around for a while. My grandma on my mom's side was an art teacher, a high school art teacher. So I was always kind of oh. plugged into that whole side of things. Like fe- She always volunteered at festival. Uh, she brought me to the Civic Theater as a kid. Civic Theater the is actually one of the <clears throat> historical sites, but I felt like you wanted to go modern, so I shifted away from that. We also had one of the uh, All-American Girls baseball teams here, the Grand Rapids Grand Chicks. Rapids Chicks. Interesting. From, a, from a league of their own, mm-hmm. that, that league. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was just waiting for you guys to go, no, you fucking idiot. No, no. We, we really we, did. We built a zoo is not John Ball dumb dumb. I'm serious about my history, my friend. Mm. Well, if, if we get even more real, American Pie, the directors, the writers actually based it on East Grand Rapids. That's true. Like, the directors came from there. So, um, the writers. The, I'm sorry, writer, the writers. Yeah. You're right. Mike White, I think, directed American, the first American Pie, didn't he? And he uh, just got big with White Lotus. So I think that's some. Anyway, that's no. for my video store days. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Do you guys have any other places that you can think of that that are or well, let's let's go into some celebrities locally here. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, Taylor Lautner. <laughs> that's true. He is literally. It's funny. The first, the first day that I was like doing the research <clears throat> for us, it literally the first list that came up was celebrities from Grand Rapids. <laughs> yeah, and that's Andy Richter. Andy Richter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's like two years old when he moved out. Oh, but. okay. Al Green. That's true. That's Gerald R. Ford. Yeah. Gerald R. Ford. Gerald R. Forty ounce. Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. Although I don't think he'd tell you that. Like, well, I mean, he. He doesn't really represent Grand Rapids, but I guess the new UFC champion. Do you follow he's from, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw Jenna that. Hill Hill. Yeah, he's from Grand Rapids. They oh, a big uh, billboard up congratulating him on his belt on J- the S curve. Johnny Benson was a NASCAR driver. He lived six houses from me in Coopersville. Uh, I'm sorry. He was. Did he have a track in his backyard? <laughs> no, like oh, damn. really tiny one. He must not have been real into NASCAR then. <laughs> Jillian Anderson. Yeah, that's right. See, uh, yeah. I guess, but is she, is she, she from here? Or I thought she just like lived it, here for a bit. Was it like an Anthony I mean, Kiedis situation? Well, yeah, wasn't she boinking Maynard James Keenan, or they were friends or something back in the? I might have just made that up. Mm-hmm. I hope you don't get sued. But I she was born no in Chicago, so she wasn't okay. actually born here. Yeah, I thought she just like went to school here or something, or lived up here during she, her like, she teenage years. She grew up in London, England, and Grand Rapids, <laughs> Michigan. Yeah, a lot of dual citizens over here in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm, I, don't mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned Al Green, which mm-hmm. I feel like is is amazing. Paul Schrader, screenwriter, oh, right. director. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I haven't seen. I still. And it kind of amazes me that I haven't. Have, have any of you guys seen Hardcore? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's it's got George C. Scott. I think it's from the late seventies or early eighties. I think Paul Schrader. I know wrote it. He may have directed it also. But it's got George C. Scott. It's set in Grand Rapids, hmm. and it's about a guy, a conservative guy who might even be like a preacher or something. I've not seen it, so I don't know. But I know his daughter goes to L.A. to do porn, and he goes hmm. there to find her. So I don't even know if it's like a early Taken type situation where it's like, "Give me my daughter back, you pornographers!" Didn't. 
they they shot like thirty minutes or less here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand eleven. I saw Jesse Eisenberg good. in a parking lot. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Wasn't there a movie that was shot here that you and Liz were extras? Yeah, for? and Jesse Eisenberg was in that one too, hmm. and Jason Siegel. It was called The End of the Tour, where he played um, what was his name? David Foster Wallace, the author. Oh, okay, it's a really weird movie, and yeah, we we went. They did a casting call for extras, and we were just like, oh, we got nothing else to do. So we went up there. And it's actually funny because they were, like, dressed like you're from a working class place and, like, you know, wear plaid and, like, nice jeans and stuff. So we went there, and they made us both change our clothes. Like, they had a whole wardrobe thing. Wow. So they had, like, this line. There were maybe, like, I don't know, 40 people there or something. Maybe not even that much. Maybe, like, 25, 30. But did you have fun? It was fun. It was interesting. We thought it was just going to be, but it ended up taking like all night. Like Ugh. we went there at like five and we were there until like midnight <clears> or something, or it was like really late. And a lot of it was just standing around. I mean, I danced, we danced next to Jason Siegel for a minute, like over and over again. It was hilarious. Did he ever look at you and no eye contact with him? <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't like not really because it was just kind of like they're filming a scene so it, like he'd do a thing and they'd dance and he was, the, the thing was like he was supposed to be at like this dance um you, you know like a knights of columbus dance or something or a uaw hall dance or something like that and um and so that was kind of like the scene and it was like the funniest thing about it is that in the movie the scene was like a fraction of a second long, and it was a super close-up of him. You couldn't make anybody out that was even there. Like, as I was trying to look for... There were people you could tell had done that thing before, and so they were making sure they were in all of the shots and stuff like that. Then there are other people that kind of looked interesting that weren't me, that the director was like, hey, why don't you get over here? Because you look kind of cool. Um, I think you're very interesting. Thank you. Um, well, you're, you'll never be an assistant director this guy was a dick, too. He was like, hey, Grand Rapids, how's it going? Look, I need you guys to follow directions, because if you want us to keep making movies here, we need to know that you're going to be able to follow directions really well so we can get this done. Just like, okay, bro. He was a real asshole. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we yeah, stayed there for like seven hours. They gave us snacks, which is weird. Mm. We, all, we had to fill out a thing. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting situation, but future NFL Hall of Famer Joe Staley from oh. Grand Rapids. Oh, yes. I saw a wrestler on that list, too. A wrestler? Mm-hmm. I just wondered oh, if... Oh, I think... Oh, gosh. When you say the name, I'll know it, because he wrote for WWE for a while. Rapper La the Dark Man. Okay. And Sofa Yago. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, DeBarge. DeBarge. Oh, yeah, the DeBarge. Here. Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly. Anita yeah. Howard. Ginger okay. Z, ABC News meteorologist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Bill Steffen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Suzanne Jihad, baby. Yeah. And James Kirkwood Sr. Hey, you guys think Suzanne Jihad has an OnlyFans? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, steamrolling ahead. It's country themed. It's hee-haw, jee-haw. <laughs> what was... I, sorry, I hit a button. Soundboard's song. not for you. It is not. But thank you. Coming from a expert like Just yourself. Get, I'm, hey, I'm going to be honest. Trivia. Okay. This is not just Grand Rapids, though. 
This is Michigan as a whole. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so gonna, to, I've yeah. noticed that with anything about Grand Rapids, there's never enough to fill it about Grand Rapids. So mm-hmm. I always have to like add a little bit of Detroit in there mm-hmm. just to pad it out. Grand Rapids it. trivia, all two questions. We went and saw the Dollop podcast uh, mm-hmm. live, and they did... Wealthy Street Theater. Wealthy Street Theater. And usually when they go up to a place, they do a episode about that place. They did a Detroit story. <laughs> it's like, thanks thanks a lot, guys. <clears throat> it was great. You can't even talk about Roger B. Chaffee for a minute? Seriously. John Ball, Gerald R. Ford. There's a story in there somewhere. Question number one, fellas. Mm -hmm. We're not going to keep score. We're just going to go. Okay. Oh. Okay, we'll keep score. Thanks. All right. Question number one. The Mackinac Bridge is how many miles in length? Do we buzz in? Are there names? um, Or do we just blurt it out? Sure, blurt it out. Five miles. Wow, Marty. Good job. Question number two. Marty has one. Quaker settlers named what present-day Detroit suburb for their hometown in New York in 1824? Auburn Hills. Hamtramck. No. Farmington. Mm. Oh. I thought that was a Native American name. (laughs) Uh, it's it, you're all good. Marty's still in the lead. Question number three: When the territory of Michigan was created on January eleventh, eighteen o five, what town was selected as its capital? Lansing. Detroit. One for Lawrence. Oh, nice. I mean Detroit on the board. Say it with authority. <laughs> it's a bass in your voice. <laughs> Larry and Marty are tied up. Question number four. Michigan has how many international seaports? Zero. Wait, one. International seaports. Three? No. Five. Port Huron, Bay City, Saginaw, Muskegon, Sault Ste. Marie, and Detroit. Port Huron was the one I was thinking of, Mm -hmm. but then when you said one and you said no, it was like, oh, there's one. The sea really threw me off, that part of the the (laughs) whole salt water thing. (laughs) That's why it changed to one, because I was like, isn't there like a thing that, a river or something? I don't know. There's a waterway through there. Yeah, somewhere. Hudson River, I think you can take that through. We're still tied up. What is the highest range of mountains in Michigan? <laughs> I don't know. Wherever mountains. I am that weekend, bro. Oh, if you know what I'm saying. Some trees. Oh, oh, 420. Oh. Mount Baldy. N- no, but Porcupine I like... Porcupine Mountain. You're right. Mm. Yeah. Two to one. Question six. <laughs> what is Michigan's northernmost community? Dwaziak. Community is a weird thing. Is it Marquette? No, Copper Harbor. Okay. okay. Nothing. None of these have anything to do with Grand Rapids so far. <laughs> Question number seven. What is the meaning of the German place named Frankenmuth? Buy shit. <laughs> uh, Frank's mouth. Yes. What? No, it's oh. not. Courage of the Franconians. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I like I Marty's better. <laughs> Frank's mouth. <laughs> Next question. When, uh, what is it right now? Two to one? Yeah. Okay. Sure. 
When Battle Creek was incorporated as a city in 1859, what new name was rejected by the electorate? Wow, if you get this... Jackoffsville. <laughs> if you know the story about Post and yeah. Kellogg, that's... Right. <laughs> you gotta do something about all this jacking off around here. That's... that's Cornflakes! <laughs> I have just the thing. That'll stifle mm. your stamina. When I eat cornflakes, I don't want to do anything. That's true. You have any guesses? Peace River. Mm, no, fellas. Wapasco. Kisco. That was my oh, second yeah. guess. Oh, yeah. Serious. <laughs> How can I forget that one? Whitefish Point is a portion of what county? Whitefish Point. Grand Traverse. No. I do like six counties. Calhoun. <laughs> Chippewa. Chippewa. Oh, yes. All right. So Marty 2, Larry 1. Mm. We've got, we'll do four more. Thank God. <laughs> what is the origin of the place named Detroit? Huh? What is the origin of the place named Detroit? Where is it? Where is the name from? Like what country? French. Detroit. Two. Yeah. Two to two. I was wow. like, the origin. I was like, you mean. I thought that was a philosophical question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> city they the built by the river? I mean. All right. I feel like this is a good one, but. I had no idea. What bridge connects Michigan with Canada at in Detroit? Oh. The uh, Ontario. No. Oh, Windsor. Shit. No, it's a Windsor Tunnel. Windsor Tunnel. Shit. But the bridge. I've been on it. It's a. It's. A I was just on Ambassador it Bridge. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Three to two. All right. Two more. Question. What is the meaning of the Indian words Michigama from the from which Michigan is derived? What does it mean, Michigan? Where did all these fucking cheap asses come from? <laughs> Toothless mitten. No. Uh, big water or Great Lake. Alright. And last question. Maybe we can tie this up. Um, Lake Erie is named for an Indian word having what meaning? Lake Erie. Scary. Spooky. Mm. No. Cat. <laughs> yeah. Now, Somebody we, saw a cat there one now, day, and they're just like, "Yeah, we call that Lake Cat because there was." I don't cat there. Think there was one question about Grand Rapids in that trivia? No, no. Even on a, on a even on an episode for the history of Grand Rapids, we're just going to do trivia about the city around about everything. So the else. next the history around. episode we do, maybe we can do a quiz about Grand Rapids. Mm. I could do that. Yeah, I mean, I I literally I had taken a few. There were like. Almost none online. We're like, Grand Rapids. We're used to it. I noticed that uh, you, when we did the McDonald's lure one, you cut out the Burger King quiz, didn't you? Did I? It's a joke. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, boy. So I have a serious question yeah. for you guys, and it's Grand Rapids related. Do you think that we're the only city in the country whose police station is a former children's mall? <laughs> Oh my God, that's right! Do you remember Mackey's? World? Yes. <laughs> was it Grandma's Kitchen? Was in there? Had the train that went around? They had or that something? fucking train that hung from the rail. Mm-hmm. And when you were a kid, oh wow, I'm having. That's like, right. That it was yeah. that building. Yeah, it was. I would say, and that was. It's funny because they put that place down there when downtown was deader than dead. Mm-hmm. Like it was really stupid. Do you have any memories of going there? Yeah. Oh yeah. We took, dude, they would, I think that 
we did field trips there for school. Like, they would bring us out there. It was all there was they, to do yeah, downtown. Yeah, they probably fucking paid them to, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, actually, I think we'd go to the museum. Oh, there then, was the museum. Yeah, then the we'd public hit up museum. Mackey's World. Mackey's World had a McDonald's cafeteria in it, though, I think I remember. Weird. And a Sbarro. <laughs> but there was a no Sbarro reason in. to go to Mackey's World. It was the dumbest place. Yeah. I lo- do you know that the cottage bar that's there is mm-hmm. the oldest bar in the si- or restaurant? Slash I was party? about to say the I oldest it, bar yeah. is in East Town, I think. East Grand Rapids, I mean. Or no, East Town, yeah. You're, it's like right across from Maru. What's that bar? Pe- pe- pick, Pickwick's? Yeah, Pickwick. I think that's Tavern. the oldest. Yeah, I think that's the oldest bar. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. The one that's next to the metal yeah. shop or if, whatever. If you're not counting that one in that's Comstock a, Park. That's a strip mall, though. Like, is well, Pickwick the oldest? I think Cottage. I think you're right, though. Is the oldest like restaurant? restaurant. Yeah. Nick I love the Cottage. Is pretty old I, too. I always loved Cottage yeah, Bar. Yeah. Still great. It's got a cool vibe. Yeah. It's like, got that. You could tell it's an old timey mm-hmm. place. Good burgers too. Where 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 would you guys recommend? We should say round it out. I figure since we're doing a Just podcast in general, like as far as Grand Rapids places. What are we talking like? Food, food, bars. outback. So I will say, my favorite thing to do in Grand Rapids, or one of them, is to go to Martha's Vineyard and grab some sandwiches and a beer, or something like that. And then head up right around the corner to Lookout Park, Mm. which is right above that mural that we Mm -hmm. talked about earlier in the episode. Call back. And then watch a sunset there, Mm -hmm. eating your Martha's Vineyard sandwich and or salad. This podcast is brought to you by Martha's Vineyard. No, but that place is dope. Great deli. So grab lunch there, have a picnic lunch, fill a nap Lookout Park, watch the sun go down. It's awesome. It's a good time going around. It's very cheap. White Caps is a fun place. That's what I was going to say if you count that as Grand Rapids. I mean, it's Grand yeah. Rapids adjacent. I would. It's close enough. The, the zoo's fun. Yeah. John Ball Zoo is is fun. I mean, if you got kids, it's a perfect place to get them to, to run some energy mm-hmm. off. Like still... walking down the river? Yeah, walk the river walk. Interrupt, you you fish the... in the river, don't you? I Not in the Grand. Oof. Uh, I've been to Thornapple. <laughs> I'd love to try. Well, there's... So, uh, I mean, there's people that... Wade and they fish when the salmon runs. Mm-hmm. You can catch salmon, steelhead, oh, the, the, all kinds of shit down there. Big ones you can eat. This is the the fish ladder. Yeah, that's I fun. proposed to my wife at the fish ladder. It's our first date. Nice. Aww. I didn't propose on. That. I was about to <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> try to get there, but <laughs> went back to the site of our first date. But yeah, no, and it's yeah, it's great to you can walk from like the fish ladder up to the museum. Say what's up to Jerry Ford and his burial. Mound, resting place. Mm-hmm. Now, Jerry and Betty. The museum, the Gerald R. Ford Museum, I would say is pretty interesting. At least to, if especially if you're a visitor. No, I think. no, the Gerald R. Museum sucks. Well, it sucks ass. You can go once and you never want to go back. I, Frederick Meyer Gardens. Frederick Meyer Gardens is cool. that's pretty dope. Um, and actually, you know, the public museum's not bad. Oh, oh yeah, pretty good. the old one when it was on Jefferson. Oh, that place. That was, was dope. Will always be near and dear to my heart. Cause right. they had all the scary exhibits. Too. Mm-hmm. Like the ones that looked like freaky because they were like old and janky. Yep. Well, the museum they also had that back. For... The back had the uh, original. They tried to recreate the original Grand Rapids with the cobblestones and the horse carts. Yeah, Gaslight Village. Well, yes, that moved that to the a... new. That moved to it's the new the museum. Feeling, it really though. isn't. Um, but they also had that light up thing where it was like the pregnancy exhibit, where it was yeah. this old '60s like model on the front, not a model, but like a 
you know, like a diagram mm-hmm. or something. But they, it was like a figure of a woman with a glass belly, and you like pressed a button, and a fetus like lit up mm-hmm. in there, and that always scared the shit out of me when I was voiceover. This hussy, yeah, <laughs> she didn't take her medicine. <laughs> Knocked up by a local pugilist. <laughs> anyway, that's a boxer or a fighter, folks. If you want to delve into that, but anyway. Um, there are you, cottage bar was the first thing that came up for the oldest bar. So, so that's the old okay. So maybe there's a there's a few things I did I did. I'm ma- sure Pickwick is just claiming to be the oldest. Yeah, but I mean but it's it, a fun it's a it's a fun little bar because I think they do cash only and it's like all the original stuff. It's real going. cozy. But yeah. yeah, guys, I had a blast. This was a ton of fun. Super fun, man. Thanks I, for thanks I, for having me. I appreciate <laughs> you guys talking about. I mean, we could keep going. I mean, there's so much to talk about. Maybe this is something to be re examined a bit more as far as like the architect i mean like i said there's there's a ton of history to this city you know going back in time it's interesting to me especially when that correlates with things like the civil war or even like colonizing initially and how things got set into the more modern grid style that they had at the time another fun thing yeah movies in the park or do they stop doing that? I don't that? think they still do that. I wonder that if that die after the that die after the pandemic. A, yeah, I think that was a pandemic death. And if you're really bored and you got they time do. in the car, there's a two and a half hour drive, and you're in Chicago. They do uh, movies at the uh, Whitecaps Ballpark too, though. There's always something to do, like, and, and I like that. There's that, always something to do in Grand Rapids. <laughs> that stuff's coming back too. Like, we there's so many breweries. Um, that they they put on so many like parties downtown. Like City Built does a ton of them by the Sixth Street Bridge, which is another kind of fun place to walk by. Um, Wealthy no theater well, shows they'll have movies. like a band out. You know, they'll have a stage. They'll shut down the bridge and have no. a stage on there and food trucks. No like one brought the, up the Bob. Oh shit! No, nobody brought up the. Well, we, we could do like <laughs> Grand Rapids haunted. Like I would love to do that. Then yeah. the Bob will come up in that one for sure. So many people have fucking died in yeah. that place from getting drunk and falling Just down falling the down stairs. the steps. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. It's a rite of passage. That is a haunted. To, to end this episode on a fun note, yeah, I guess somebody just jumped off a parking ramp yeah. like, this past weekend and mm-hmm. suicide. Uh, yeah, where. Off just off 43 uh, Monroe. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. It sucks. It happens more than you think. It happens probably a couple few times a year. Check in on your friends, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a bummer. It's been five years since we podcasted with Marty. We found him downstairs. It'll be praying. another five years before <laughs> you're back by, on. Waiting by the phone. <laughs> hey. But I had it on silent the whole time, so I missed all of your calls. That's true. Anyway, Larry, do you have anything coming up that you want to mention? No. Marty? I got something coming out that I got to mention, <laughs> oh. so we should probably wrap this puppy up if you know what I'm saying. It's time to go back to mm. the dairy farm. Big ol' britches on Spotify. Right That's on. That's about it. All right. Well, thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Have a great one.
This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.